Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Good evening, guys. How, how are we doing tonight? Awesome. We, I'm glad you're here. Let's go ahead and open up with prayer this morning, this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity uh, that we have to hear the Word of God. And Father, I thank you that as the Word of God comes forth tonight, Lord, I thank you that your Word will fall on good ground, Lord God, and produce a hundredfold return in our bodies, and that healing will come forth, Lord God, in every situation. Father, we just declare that no distraction, no weapon, nothing set up against us, Lord God, will cause us to miss what it is you're trying to speak to each of us individually and Lord, I thank you that the, the, the revelation of healing will drop strongly on the inside of each and every one of us, Lord God, that we'll grasp it and that we will walk in healing from this day forward. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's hold our Bibles up and make our confession. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles in the back that you can use and keep. But we're going to say it all together. Say, this is my Bible. This is it's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. Amen. This, this Bible will change your life. This Bible will help you to receive all that God has for you. Uh, the word of God, God says his word won't return void. And, and you know that, that God's word that he's spoken over us can produce in every area of our lives. And that includes healing. God wants to do a work in all of our lives, in every area of our lives, but we have to understand what's made available to us, and we do that by getting into the Word of God. So the Word of God is very important. So tonight we want to talk about healing. How many of you know that healing is available to all of us? Yes. Yes. Healing is available to all of us. I wanted to start out tonight um, reading in, in Matthew, the 15th chapter, Matthew 15, We'll read verses 21 to 28. So Matthew 15, 21 to 28. It says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed, but he answered her not a word. Okay. Um, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it unto the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs, from which, from, eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that, that very hour. Now, there's a lot of things that we can unpack from that scripture, that passage of scriptures. I think the thing that I want to set a foundation with tonight is this, that we have to understand that healing is available. Healing belongs to us. The scripture here says that healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us. It's available to us. God's provided it for us. And so because of that, we need to learn how to receive his healing. 
I am a, a huge believer and I'm a huge, um, I'm huge on faith. I think faith is a, an important component. But one of the things I've, I've, I've realized is this, we have to really understand how faith works. And so tonight I want to talk a little bit about how faith works and how, how we go from what the Bible says to seeing faith producing in our lives. Does that make sense? Sometimes there's a disconnect for us when we hear these messages, when we hear sermons, when we hear the stories in Scripture, we say, that's great. I just don't know how I can get that to happen in my life. And so I want to try to slow things down and, and dissect it a little bit and see if this will help us understand. So here's what I believe. I believe there's several things that we need to produce a faith, or to have a faith that produces, to have a faith that's alive. Um, we want the words that are on the pages of our Bible to spring off and to begin to produce in our lives, right? We want the same God who healed in scriptures to be the same God that comes into our situation and bring forth healing in our bodies. Can we agree with that? And so let's, let's look at this uh, together and see if we can understand more clearly in the, you know, how, how we can receive our faith. If we go back to verse 27, he says, healing is the children's bread. I think that's where it starts. We need to all understand and settle within ourselves that healing belongs to those who are the children of God. Healing belongs to all of those who've made a commitment to God, who've accepted Christ into their lives. Going a step further, healing belongs to you and me because we've made a decision to become a child of God. Does that make sense? We all tracking together? Healing belongs to us. It's available for us. And if it's available, then we need to be able to receive that. In verse 27, this was a strong statement that Jesus made to this woman. She simply came to ask him to heal her daughter. Jesus was telling her that she had no right to ask for healing since she wasn't Jewish at the time. But she, this woman, humbled herself and pleaded for mercy instead of trying to de demand anything. She didn't have any rights. And when Jesus had mercy on her, she returned to find her daughter was healed. It's simple. She received her healing based on Jesus. I think that's important because I think sometimes in classes like these, or we come to church services and we think that we have to do all the work. No, it's a finished work. It's already been done. If I hire someone to come to my house to paint and they paint my entire house, I then don't need to go behind them and paint my entire house because it's a finished project. It's a finished work. It's already done. With, with Jesus, there's no mistakes. You don't have to go behind Jesus. It's done. It's perfectly done. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. It's all in place. And if that's the case, then you and I need to know how to be able to receive this gift and to enjoy this gift. It's a finished work, and that has to be settled within us. Just like this woman, God wants you and I well. And we must each hold on to what he says. Let's look at this scripture here, 1 Peter 2.24. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. By his stripes, we were healed. 
His body was broken. Mine does not have to be. He took it on himself. I don't need to carry it. It says here that Jesus took stripes for your healing and my healing. So who does healing belong to? It belongs to us, right? If he took it and gave it to us, it belongs to us. It's one of the things um, that, we were, that we received through his sacrifice. And here's the deal. You don't have to work for healing. The scripture says that we were healed. Past tense. And so that we now need to walk in that like we are healed. What do I mean by that? If you're battling something in your body, you don't have to beat it. You don't have to beat cancer because cancer was already beaten. You don't have to beat diabetes because it's already been defeated. The fight has already been won. We now just have to receive it. Does that make sense, guys? That's what's happened. It's a finished work. And with it being a finished work, we have to get into a place of receiving. So here's the first thing I think we need to understand. We need to understand and make sure that we're hearing the right things. We need to have right hearing. Like, what are you listening to? Are you online listening to all the podcasts and the, and the recordings and the messages about the statistics and about how debilitating the disease is and about how, you know, the survival rate of what it is? Or are, are you listening to those things? Are you listening to family members and friends who have lost loved ones or who have had people that they care about dealing with the same things that you're dealing with? Are you listening to them? Are you simply listening to the diagnosis and the diagnosis has final say over your situation? Or are you listening to the Word of God? What are you listening to? What are you hearing? What are you taking in? It's very important. And we're going to see how important that is. In, let's turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 17 through 26. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. It says, Now what happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. When they, not, when they could not find out how he might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop. They let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to them, uh, your sins are forgiven. And then the Pharisees and the scribes, they, they all got upset. They said, how, who are you to forgive? And they got on their little, you know, ramp, rampage and complaining there. And, and Jesus ends up healing this man. It's a great and beautiful story. The thing I love about this story is the man, the paralytic, and his friends at some point heard some stuff about Jesus. And they were determined to get to where he was, to get to where he was speaking because somehow, some way, at some point, it settled on the inside of them that that's the answer. He's the answer. His word is the answer. We need to get into that place. Well, 
There's people everywhere. There's nowhere we're going to get in there. They're like, I don't care. If we got to go up on the roof and tear it up, that's what we're going to do. And we read the scriptures, that's what they did. They did not let anything stop them from hearing the voice of Jesus, from hearing the words of a Savior, from hearing the words of the healer. They were determined. You and I, when sickness attacks our body, we have to be determined not to let anything get in our way from us hearing the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. Why? We read in this passage here, it says that there were people all over the place, so much so that there were crowds on the outside. Everybody couldn't get into the place where Jesus was speaking. And the scripture was clear. It said that the power to heal was present where the word of God was going forth. That meant that everyone within the sound of the voice of Jesus could have received healing that day. Everyone. Only one was highlighted. There's something there. You and I have to be so determined, not concerned about what's going on on the left side or the right side, not concerned about who made it and who didn't make it, not concerned about the survival rate or the statistics, not concerned about anything, but so focused, so intent, and so determined to get to a place where I can hear the Word of God because I know if I get to where the Word of God is being taught, the Word of God is being spoken, the power to heal is going to be there. Does that make sense? So it's important what we hear, what we let go in. Wherever the Word of God is, the power, of heal, the power to heal is present. It might be in church service. It might be in healing class. It might be during your own personal devotion time where you're reading the Word of God. Where the Word of God is coming forth, the power to heal is present. And so that's why I, I, I tonight wanted to put something in your hands. You have that document in your hands that says 101 things that God said. This is the Word of God. I believe that if you and I can get these scriptures on the inside of us, that God's word will begin to, be, begin to produce in our bodies and in our lives. What did God say? God says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He says, your days shall be 120 years. He said, you shall be buried in good old age. He said, I will take away sickness from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. If we can get that word on the inside of us, it will produce, folks. And the power to heal will go into effect in your body and in mine. So we want to have right hearing. We also need to have right thinking. What we hear is important, but if we don't receive it and think about it, we're going to put ourselves in a bad position. Our thoughts are very important. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this, that we are to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Into captivity. When someone has been arrested or, or made captive, they're bound. They no longer have 
the ability or the power to overpower you, to overtake you, because they're bound. They're in captivity. When you go in and, and then you lock them up and they're in jail or prison, they're limited. They have no authority. We have to take those thoughts that don't line up with the word of God and bring them in captive. We need to bind them. We need to lock them away. We have to do that. The Amplified says this, Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, and the anointed one. What do I mean by that? Look at this. Arguments, theories, and reasonings. It says, And everything that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. This may be you, or maybe you've heard someone else. You ever had somebody, or, or, or maybe you thought this way, you've been diagnosed with something, and you've gone through it for a long time and dealt with it for a long time, that you've gotten to a point where you said, you know, I can, I can live life and manage this. I'm okay. As long as I maintain my medication, as long as I, you know, do this, I'm good. Folks, that's not what God wants for us. We're reasoning here. The true knowledge is God wants us to live whole, healed, strong in every area of our body. We don't have to settle for less than. And so we have to be willing to take those things captive and be determined that I'm going to grab on to what God has made available to me and my body is going to be healed. My body is going to be strong. And nothing, nothing is going to get in the way of that. That word refute in the Amplified means to deny the truth or accuracy of. That's what we have to do. So it comes down to this. For all of us, do we trust God? Do we trust his word? You know, as I was looking at these scriptures and I was thinking back, you know, one of my best examples was my uncle. My uncle was my pastor in San Antonio and... Uh, um, he was huge in why uh, my relationship with God is as strong as it is today. He was a great example. And, uh, you know, I will always cherish the memories that I had working alongside of him and, and learning from him. But I'll never forget the day that I was at work and I got a phone call. And um, we're from San Antonio. And I don't know if you've ever been to San Antonio driving between San Antonio and Austin. I-35 is horrible. They've been working on that road since 1902. And uh, it's ridiculous. Well, he... He, he drove a, a huge Land Cruiser, and he's driving down I-35, and he, he's going, and he gets over a little small little hill, comes over the hill, and there's this little itty-bitty, like, geo-metro or geo-prism that's, you know, sideways on the road, and this lady and her child are in the car. And he, instinctively, he doesn't want to hit them in his car, and so he, he slams on his brakes, and he jerked the wheel, only to have his top-heavy Land Cruiser flip went airborne, and it rolled and it rolled and it rolled and it rolled to the point where, I mean, it was sandwich, it was pancaked. I mean, the, the pictures were horrible. Somehow, we know it was God, somehow he crawled out of the car, or he got out of the car, and, um, you know, the first responders got there, they got there, and they're looking at the car, and for a while, for a moment there, they were like, is the guy in there? Where's, where's he going? And he's standing over here on the side of the road, you know, but then they look at him and he's all, he's swollen from the tumble and everything. 
and they start freaking out, and they said, oh, my goodness, you know, you need to be on a, uh, you know, laying down. And so they went, and they got him, and he, the way he told the story, he said they slammed him down on the bed and strapped him down, and, <laughs> and then they, 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 they called in the, the life light, and then they life lighted him to the, the, the hospital, and they, they ran him in, and they took x-rays immediately. Came back, and they said, okay, here's the deal. Your neck is broken. You basically have the same injury as Christopher Reeve. But my uncle, who was a man of the word, who had the word down on the inside of him, immediately what came out of him was, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And the doctor said, no, you don't understand. You have the same injury as Christopher Reeve. And from deep down on the inside, what came out was, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And the doctor says, what? and so he just shook his head and walked to the other room. And my uncle said he could hear him talking to some people. And a few minutes later, this black doctor came in there. And he's like, I guess they figured he could maybe get through. And, and he came in, and, and the, doc, the guy's like, listen, man, um, you don't understand. You have the same injury as Christopher Reeve. And my uncle cut him off and said, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And so the, the black doctor got angry and mad. And so he turned around and walked out, and they were talking some more. And uh, this other guy comes in, and he goes, hey, praise God, brother, how you doing? You know, I'm so glad you're, you're alive. And so he, I guess he was Christian, and so they, they figured if the black guy couldn't, we're going to get a Christian guy who can talk his language. And so the Christian guy says, sir, we just need you to understand um, this is serious, and if you don't uh, listen to us, you could be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And my uncle said, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I need you to get my discharge papers because I'm not staying here. And he called uh, his wife, and she came and got him because he said he wanted a doctor that was full of faith. He didn't want someone who was going to be speaking contrary over him. And so he found a doctor who was a spirit-filled doctor, and, and um, you know, they did a procedure on him. And, and have you ever seen someone with a halo on? So they put a halo on, and I, I, I was teasing them. We had a relationship, so I called him Frankenstein for a few <laughs> A few weeks, but uh, so I mean, he's our pastor, and um, you know, I think the accident happened on a Tuesday. You know, they had the procedure on a Thursday, and so me and my wife and some other the other leaders, we're making preparations to have service because we know everything that happened. So we've gone through planning. I've held meetings. We're talking about things. We're getting there. We're five minutes until service starts. The worship team starts kind of just you know tuning their music and instruments, and here this dude comes walking in. <laughs> with this halo, and we're like, what are you doing? And me, Mr. Full of Faith, Mr. Full of the Word, what are you doing? You're going to set yourself back. You're going to, and I'm speaking doubt and unbelief, and he looks at me, and he says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Now go over there and shut up. <laughs> yes, sir. And he went, and he sat down in the back of the service, and, and he was in there. What was he doing? He was in there because the Word of God was going to come forth that day. That's right. And he was listening, and he was listening. And then he started, we'd go to his house to take him food and everything. And he was listening to cassette tapes when we went over there. And he's feeding his spirit. He's feeding his spirit. A week later, I go to his house to take him some food. I go into the house and I walk in and you see his kitchen first. And on his kitchen, the halo is sitting on the counter. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're going to set yourself back. And I start talking negative and doubt and unbelief. And he says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And if you keep talking doubt and unbelief, I'm going to ask you not to come back over. And I thought, I don't, I don't get you, you know. 
And at the time, I didn't. But he was convinced. He was fully persuaded. And it settled in him that Jesus had healed him. And a short time after that, he went back in for a follow-up x-rays. And it's amazing how everything had lined back up and gotten back in place. The swelling went down and everything. And after three weeks, he's back in the pulpit teaching and leading our, our, our church. Well, what was it? He didn't let an outside influence his thinking. He only allowed the word of God to influence his thinking. And so you and I, we all have to settle within ourselves. Do we believe God and do we believe his word in spite of everything else? Psalm 46.10 says this, let be and be still and know, recognize and understand that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations and I'll be exalted in the earth. We have some very intelligent people in the medical industry. But in comparison to God, the Father, they are limited. And so you and I, we have to be still and know that he is God. That he knows more and he knows best. But it's an individual decision. So keep the word of God on the inside of you. And this is why it's important. John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You and I, we have to keep the word of God on the inside of us. Not only that, that message, it has to stay on the inside of us. It has to live on the inside of us. We have to get to a point where the word of God settles on the inside, that it just rises up in any moment when you need it. How does it get there? Well, we're going to talk about that. We've got to meditate on God's word. We have to get it on the inside of us. We have to go over it and over it and over it until it becomes a part of us. I may have been that doubt-speaking, ignorant individual in that season of life, when my uncle was standing on the word of God, but I can tell you, having experienced healing in my own body, it's settled within me now. And I don't let words of doubt come out of my mouth whenever anything rises up on the inside of me. What happened from then till now? I allowed the word of God to settle within me, and it's now a part of me. I still have to walk it out. We all still have to work it out. But... We can control where our thoughts go and what we let them dwell on. Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of a good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them, and implant them in your heart. So I want to ask you, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, is healing right? Yes. Is it confirmed by God's word? Yes. We need to think on that continually. 
That's what we need to think on. Not on sickness, not on the statistics, not on anything else, but that healing, it's right and it's God's word. And so right hearing, right thinking, and right believing. You can think it, but not believe that it's for you. This is where faith comes in. We've got to have faith and trust and believe that all these things I'm saying are for me and you. Belief is important. If your thinking is right, your believing will be right because what you meditate on will eventually get down in your heart and you will begin to believe that what the stuff that you've been meditating on. I don't have a slide, but Romans 10.7 says, 10.17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We've got to stay in the word of God. The Amplified Version says, so faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. And so we have to constantly be going over the word of God. There's many ways you can do that. You know, one of the things I do is, and, and maybe because I'm simple, you guys are more intelligent than me, but I write everything on, on index cards. I have index cards all over the place, pink ones, green ones, yellow ones, white ones. And sometimes there's a scripture that resonates with me even more, and so I'll carry it in my pocket. But get the word of God on the inside of you. On those days where I forget my index card, I now have an app. And there's an, an app where I can put in my favorite scriptures for healing, and they're in there. And I have a reminder that pops up, some reminders for daily, some reminders for weekly. But whatever you have to do to get the word of God on the inside of you, do it. Early on in this walk, I drove my wife crazy because I took pieces of paper, eight by eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper, and I taped them in the bathroom. I taped them in the kitchen. There was one on the steering wheel of our minivan, and, and she's like, what is this? I wanted to get the word of God on the inside of me because I needed to build my faith. I needed to start to believe these things. You may not know this, but I came to this class weak in this area. I don't even know how many years ago. And I sat in the back. But one of the things I believe in, I don't believe, I mean, one of the things I don't believe in, I don't believe in wasting time. And for me, if I was going to come to healing class, then every week when I left, I was going to walk out of here with something. Amen. That's where God began to show me that life change happens in the application. And so every time I heard Miss Joy say something, Every time I heard Miss Janet share something, I walked away and I would go away and I'd say, Lord, what's one thing that I can take away tonight that will make me stronger in the area of healing? And I began to apply those things. I began to change the way I spoke, change the way I thought. I began to make him a personal God in this area. I realized that I had made him a personal savior, but I hadn't made him a personal healer. Does that make sense? He's much more than just a savior. God provides many things for us. I've used this example all the time. You know, we have Christmas coming up, and, you know, if you've had little kids or been around little kids, on Christmas morning, little kids just don't run down the, down the stairs and open one gift. They're, they're like my son used to be. My, my son used to open his gifts, his sister's gifts, my gifts, because he just, in his mind, they were all for him. That's how we have to be. If God says that, Hey, I'm also a healer. Receive the gift. 
If he says, I'm a comforter, receive the gift. Are you guys tracking with me? You understand what I'm saying? He's a good God, and that's who he is. So we have to believe, trust, be assured, be convinced of the right things. The truth, because God commands it and he expects it. I think a couple of weeks ago when I shared, I shared several scriptures about how the Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. On several different accounts, the Bible tells us the just will live by faith, meaning those who follow him, those who are righteous, those who are in right standing with him are called. There's an expectation by God that we will live by faith, not by our feelings, not by our intellect, by faith. And so we have to start walking and believing God for the things that he's provided for us. Hebrews 11.6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he's more than just a savior. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. Don't just stop here. Get it all. That's what God wants. And so we have to be very careful about what we believe about about a God. Because here's the deal. He's not holding anything back. Maybe you're like me and grew up in an environment where people were telling you things that were not true. And for many years, I thought God would, would hold things back. That he was a God that held it over here. And I had to do, perform and be perfect and, and do things a certain way and everything. And, and I could never measure up. And so what he had over here, I would never be able to take. That's not who God is. He's like this. The Bible says that the open hand of the Lord is upon us. It's over us. He's pouring out blessings and healing. We have to receive it. You know, I was talking to some people the other day, and it was true confession time, and, and I was talking about how um, sometimes you don't know areas where you need to grow until some things happen. And, and we were out one day, and someone paid for our dinner, and I got mad. And my wife was like, why are you getting mad? And I'm like, praise God, I can pay for my own dinner. <laughs> and my wife said, that's pride. Oh, look at you. She said, mm-hmm. But I got to thinking about that because my pride would have had me say, I could pay for my own dinner, and, and even though it's already paid for, I'm going to pay for it anyways. Well, that's just dumb. Why would you double pay for a meal? That's dumb. But sometimes we approach healing in the same way. Healing has been purchased for you and I. It's made available to us, but we approach life like we have to beat it, like we have to perform and and do all this work to get it. Just receive it. Just embrace it. Just take it on. And that's made easier when we're believing the right things. If your believing is right, also know this, your confession will be right. And that leads us to our last one. We have to have right hearing, right thinking, right believing, and right speaking. What comes out of our mouth is very important. 
The Bible tells us in Luke 6.45, I don't have a slide, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I can tell you whatever I want you to hear, but if you just sit back and listen, and what I just told you is, con is different than what I'm talking about every other time, you're learning the truth of what I'm really believing. What do I mean by that? Later on in life, uh, my mother, who was also strong in my relationship with God, um, she was battling breast cancer, and she'd gone through and overcame a lot of different things. And I watched this woman stand on the promises of God, speak uh, the word of God over a situation, and I, I saw her just go through tons of things and, and just overcome and receive healing. Later on in life, she was telling those closest around her that she was believing God for her healing. But when she was around me, I don't know, maybe I have that face where you, people just like want to tell the truth and put things out there. And she, she would tell me, I don't want to be here. I'm tired. My aunt would come over and she'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm believing Jesus. But when, when it was just me and her, I don't want to be here. And I think that's what happens sometimes is, is we get so locked on our loved ones or our friends who go on to be with the Lord earlier than they should. And we allow that to impact our faith with God. But we have to keep our sights on Jesus and his word only. And allow his word only to come out of our mouth. And not someone else's situation. Someone else's circumstance or what someone else said. And only speaking the word that we've received for ourselves. Faith is activated by believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth. Nothing's changed. We came to Christ that way. Healing operates that way. Romans 10, 8 through 10 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith, which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, and with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his salvation. So the mouth is very, very important. And here's the last scripture here that I want to share, Mark eleven, twenty-three. I assure you, most solemnly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him according to God's will. You begin speaking words of healing over yourself, and you believe that, we have a promise from God that it will come to pass. Confession is actually three things. Confession is something we believe. Confession is declaring something we know to be true. And confession is proclaiming a truth that we've accepted wholeheartedly for ourselves. What comes out of us is a reflection of what we said that we truly, truly believe. I wanted to end with this passage because it's my favorite passage, and I think my goal in life is going to be to ingrain this story in your heads, but it's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. We've shared it several times because I believe this shows us everything that I'm talking about. And it's found in Mark 5, 25 through 34. It says, Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she'd spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. 
It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind them in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see a multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, learning, uh, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible because of many different reasons. One, the Bible is clear that this woman had been dealing with this for 12 years. 12 years. It said that she did everything that she could, spent all of her money. So when I read that, I see a God who can do the impossible no matter how long you've been dealing with something. At some point in time, she heard about Jesus. The Bible says she heard about Jesus, meaning she changed what she was allowing to feed her and what she was listening to. She stopped listening to everything else, the physicians and everybody else, the physicians saying we can't do anything else. And when she heard what Jesus was doing, what he was about and who he was, the Bible says she said within herself, if I can simply get up close to him, I'm going to be made well. Well, whatever it was she heard about him, it settled on the inside of her. This guy's a healer. He's the answer that I need. I know that when I get to him, year 12 will be it, that I'll go away healed. It, the moment she heard about Jesus, it became personal. She all of a sudden saw herself healed. Her faith caused her to go forward to receive her healing. And the Bible says she was made well. Well, here's the deal. I've been serving God for a little while now, and I know God's no respecter of persons. <clears throat> if God did it for her, if he did it for my uncle, did it for Miss Joy, Miss Janet, or anyone else, he will do it for you. Amen. And so here's the deal. I want to end on this. Let's make sure we're listening to the right things that we're allowing the right things to feed us. And then the things that we're hearing about God and his word and his faithfulness, let's think on those things. Let's dwell on them. Let's meditate on them. Let's turn our entire focus on those things. And then let's begin to personalize it and believe it for ourselves. That the same God who healed this woman is the same God that's going to heal me. That just like she was dealing with this for 12 years, I might have only been dealing with this for a year and a half, but that same God is going to make me well. And then, don't just believe it. Start speaking it. Girl, how are you doing? The healing power of God is working in me right now. Man, how are you doing today? You know what? My body is blessed. That by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. What's happened? The things that you've been hearing have settled down on the inside of you 
and God is at work inside your body. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, your word, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you that you are the healer, Lord God, and that you are the healer today, that you are the healer tomorrow, and that you are the healer for each and every person in this room. Father, we receive your word. Lord, I thank you that it's settled down on the inside of us. And Father, I thank you that all of us will leave this place today 100% convinced that healing belongs to us. And so, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.